There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome uh, to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. I'm absolutely delighted today that I'm going to be introducing you to Kevin Harrington. We're going to talk about putting a shark in your tank. Um, before we do that, I'd just like to say a big thank you to my guest last week, uh, Sean Anderson. Um, talked to us about going the extra mile, and uh, through Sean and his team's efforts, I think 536 cities now have a going the extra mile day. Um, and it was really great to uh, talk with Kevin about uh, how you push your contribution out in every day with uh, your family, in your work. Uh, and how uh, you know the, the big difference that you can make in the world by doing that. And my guest today, Kevin Harrington, is just a brilliant, brilliant example of that. Now, I've interviewed today on about 300 different guests on this show over seven years, and just very occasionally now that I read um, somebody's bio, uh, and, I, and I'm in awe, and Kevin's one of those. So uh, brilliant to have him on the show. I'd like to just say as well a thank you to Judy Robinet, who um, was, uh, if you remember back to um, a show a few months ago when we were talking about power connectors, uh, Judy truly is a power connector. And as a consequence, uh, through uh, Julie, she introduced, uh, Judy, sorry, Kevin to us. So thank you, Judy. So what are the top tips to build your dream business and why should you put a shark in your tank? Now, Kevin Harrington has been a successful entrepreneur for over 40 years, and he's an original shark on the ABC hit, the Emmy-winning TV show Shark Tank. Uh, if you're like me in the UK, you probably remember Dragon's Den. I think it's uh, in a very similar show. He's also the inventor of the infomercial, uh, as seen on TV, pioneer, co-founder of the Electronic Retailers Association, co-founder of the Entrepreneurs' Organization, and he's launched over 20 businesses that have grown to over $100 million each. He's been involved in more than a dozen public companies. He's launched over 500 products, generating more than $5 billion in sales worldwide. Iconic brands and celebrities such as Billy Mays, Jack Lalanne, Tony Little, and George Foreman. He's co-founder of the Entrepreneurs Organization, which has grown to 150 cities and 45 countries. And thousands of members have generated over $500 billion of sales. So let's hear from this remarkable man on how to build your dream business. And let's talk about um, how you should put and why a shark in your tank. So a huge welcome today to Kevin Harrington. Hey, Chris. Great. That was a fabulous introduction. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure uh, to be here today. Thanks Thanks for having me. Well, it's wonderful, and thank you. And I believe you just about uh, I just got off a flight from uh, Singapore for uh, sort of a couple of weeks. What have you been doing out there? So I have a, a bunch of different things that I'm involved with from you know, putting products on TV still to um, uh, speaking around the country and around the world and, and then, you know, managing some of my investments. But the speaking side of what I do is is very fun because, and that's what I was doing in Singapore, we had a couple thousand people that showed up at a, a few events that we did there and entrepreneurs. So I, I get involved in entrepreneurial speaking, coaching, mentoring, and it's, it's part of what, what is near and dear to me is keeping in touch with the pulse of the world of entrepreneurship and basically 
how we can help entrepreneurs around the world take their business to the next level. Well, we certainly, um, you're somebody who's certainly, you know, done that. And it's, uh, it must be very helpful to people to have somebody like you with that track record that you've got, you know, help them. But where, where did this incredible entrepreneurial spirit and drive that you've got, where did it come from? I'm fortunate to, to, to say, you know, I, I, I don't think I was born an entrepreneur necessarily, but I was born into an entrepreneurial family. Now, you know, my older brother, I have an older brother and a younger brother. My older brother went the corporate route, and uh, he worked for big corporations his whole life. And, um, and, and my two older sisters, one married a doctor, one married a lawyer. But my father was an entrepreneur. He owned restaurants and um, uh, nightclubs and things like that in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. I started when I was 11 years old working underneath my father and he was sort of my first mentor that encouraged me to start my own businesses and to be my own boss, absolutely against the advice of my mother who wanted me to go to college and, and, and be a corporate type person, you know. So uh, I just, I, she actually wanted me, she said, I'd love for you to be a doctor or a lawyer. But after my two sisters each, one married a doctor, one married a lawyer, I'm like, well, we got that covered in the family, so I can be the entrepreneur. But I, I think, bottom line, I was lucky. My father was a very um, nice uh, situation to have a mentor like that that could encourage me to be an entrepreneur. And um, what did you think? I mean, what, uh, you know, what were maybe one or two of the lessons that you learned from your father about being an entrepreneur versus maybe going into to a corporate occupation. Well, so, so this is the funny thing is I watched my father work literally 70 to 80 hours a week. And, but this is what he said. He said, I get to choose how many hours I get to work each week. No one tells me where I have to be and what time I have to be there. So now he chose to work double the time that many of his friends were working. who were working a 40 hour nine to five kind of job, but it was at his choosing that he got to do that. But also, he realized, and when you work harder, you may be able to make more money. And so, you know, it's the harder or the smarter you work, the, you know, the more capital you can, you can raise in, in your own personal life as well as, you know, the, adjusting to the, the kind of schedule that you want to live and take the vacations you want to take. And at the end of the day, my father wasn't the kind of guy that wanted somebody to sit over him and tell him all day long what he had to do and when he had to be there, when he could go to lunch, et cetera. And I realized at an early age that I enjoyed that. In fact, I, 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 I'll say that I probably have continued his tradition of 70 to 80 hours a week in terms of my work schedule. And I enjoy working. I enjoy networking, being with entrepreneurs, motivating entrepreneurs, and also running my businesses in between. So I have, a, I, I have a beautiful situation, I believe, in my own personal life in that I literally get to pick and choose, you know, when, where, and what I want to do. And hey, many times it's, it's, it's many more hours than other people might want to do if they were employed. But um, I also have the upside of being able to work that extra amount of time and, and, and take on another venture if I, you know, so desire that might provide some more fun and excitement and upside along the way. And how do you manage to, 
uh, decide where you focus your attention because you know as, as an entrepreneur with all those different you know businesses that you're involved in and speaking and coaching there's a lot of areas you could focus your attention to in yes so i mean i think the bottom line is is that um it i sort of focus on in areas that i mean i hate to say it as blunt as this but i focus in the areas that have the biggest upside so um you know i mean on a day-to-day basis I can, you know, I, I still, I have a mix of things that are important to me in my life now. Obviously, family has to, you know, come at the very top of the list. So no matter what I'm doing, I have two boys and a wife, and I have to, you know, focus on family also, make sure I get the vacations and, you know, the, the weekends to, to hang out and, and all of that. But um, And I have charitable things that I'm involved with in terms of my uh, desires to help build, you know, nonprofits and donate my time and energy to, to, to very positive things in the world and social causes, so to speak. But um, in the in the business side of things, I focus in the areas that ultimately have the biggest upside. So, w- w- you know, one of the ch- you know I was as a shark on Shark Tank. One of the challenges that the sharks have, and I had, was that there was a lot of small deals being presented and, you know, I had, you know, Hey, I I had, I I bought 50% of a company doing $250,000 a year in business. Well, the the actual upside in that was to maybe take it to a a million dollars in sales, which would have four times four X the growth of the company. But was it really going to be worth my time to do that? So, you know, I Mm -hmm. had to pick and choose, really which opportunities are best for me. And, and so this is one of the challenges I had actually being a shark on Shark Tank is some of the opportunities didn't have the upside, but I still, because I was on the show, had to do some of these kinds of deals. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's, there's new trends coming out in the marketplace right now. I was at the beginning of this world of SCN TV and the infomercial world, and I got in at the very beginning. I'm, you know, credited as, as being called the inventor of the infomercial. And so for years, we were just hitting major strides, big winners, and billions of dollars in sales, and we made a lot of money doing that, but now the business has gotten tough. So I, don't, I used to be full-time in the SCN TV industry. Now there's a lot of stuff going on in worlds of crowdfunding and crypto and, and uh, blockchain and some of these kinds of things. So, so now I'm focusing in some of these new areas also. Now, I haven't given up the as seen the TV side of my business, but where it used to be 100% of what I did, it's 10% of what I do now. And the 90% is focused in other areas. So, so I think bottom line is you, you as an entrepreneur, Sometimes you have to rise above yourself, take a look at what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, and almost like I have mentors in my life that I, that I use to help me kind of shake me up a little bit and say, hey, look, you're wasting a lot of time in this area. There's not as much of an upside there. Focus in some other areas that have that upside, and, and I think this is one of the abilities that I have is I realize when I hit sort of an impasse or a, a, a fork in the road, which way to go, I, I reach out to some smart people that can give me some advice. And, and looking for 
the, the answers to where do I want to spend my time in a going forward basis. Excellent. Is this why you, know, you say you should put uh, a shark in your tank? Is that, uh, is that the sort of premise behind that? Exactly. So the concept of putting a shark in your tank, I'll just go through it kind of quickly. It's an, it's an old Japanese fable that they, when they, the fishermen would have to go, you know, days offshore to catch fish because the, the fresh fish were, had, were all caught up close to the shore. So by the time they would catch the fish and get back, um, a lot of the fish had, were, were dying or they had gotten so lethargic they weren't fresh. Um, and so they decided to put a little uh, fish tank on the boat, and, they, and so they put the fish in there, but they put a little shark in there that would then chase them around and keep them energized and alert. <laughs> and it's sort of, that's the concept of, you know, putting a shark in your tank is business owners sometimes get lethargic and same old, same old. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. So when you put a shark in that tank, it's, it's, it's to keep that, those entrepreneurs energized, alert, and on top of what, is, what are the new things and new opportunities that are out there waiting to, to happen. So, so this is, is, is really the, the ultimate strategy of putting a shark in your tank. It's sort of having a mentor for your business. I, th- I think what's really you know, it's fascinating about talking to you as well with um, if that seems that that shark you you talk about you spend ten percent of your time now you know doing working in that kind of information sort of space you've taken over twenty businesses over a hundred million dollars and it it's, it doesn't sound like it's sector specific for you it sounds like what you do is you you look for the next waves and trends and you mentioned crypto and crowdfunding to identify where you maybe focus your attention exactly. Um, Yes, because, you know, one of the things that I say is I've been going to about 25 trade shows um, a year um, and for many years, and literally 30-some years. And so I start, like, if you take the houseware show in Chicago, it was just in March. Um, that show was, I've gone 31 out of 32 years, the last 32 years. And one year I was very ill and couldn't make it. So, so. You know, that's one of 25 shows. And then the hardware show, it, I was just, I came from Singapore, landed in Los, An- Los Angeles to Vegas, hit the hardware show on the way home from Singapore. We had two booths there for two of our products. That's a second show that I go to regularly. That was just here this week. Um, but I go to the, the consumer electronic show, the fishing show, the golf show, the toy fair, the beauty shows, etc. Now, as, as I'm doing these, and, and let's take the consumer electronics show. Consumer electronics is now in, encompassing uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and virtual reality. So, so I'm not just looking at it from the standpoint of how I used to look at that industry. What you know, we used to sell computers and and you know, sort of hard goods in the world of. The consumer electronic environment. We're now looking at virtual reality and artificial intelligence type of opportunities that exist inside the consumer electronic industry. So, so I still go to some of the same shows, but I look at what's changing in those industries and how I can get involved in the change in those industries. 
You talk about in your, in your book. You took uh, the put a shark in put a shark in your tank. You talk about um, you know becoming a KPI, and is this a key person of influence? Is this um, you do that? One of the one of the methodologies? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so I believe that um, that it's important that as an entrepreneur, uh, and, and this it's, it's kind of an interesting story for me. I, I I've, I've been shooting infomercials and building brands for other people for many, many years, for dozens of years. P- people like George Foreman, Jack LaLanne, Tony Little Fitness, these kind of folks, right? And so here I am building these brands, building these brands. And one day somebody said, Kevin, why have you never built your own brand, right? You, you know, so, I mean, I was building Tony Little. He's a fitness guy here in the U.S. We've taken him around the world. And We've done literally $1.5 billion in sales with Tony Little. He and I would go to a trade show, and we'd walk into the show. Everybody was attacking Tony Little. Hey, Tony, I've got this great idea. Let me show you this. Let me show you that. Well, wait a minute. And Tony would look over at me and think, well, hey, but, you know, like he was sort of embarrassed because he's like, well, Kevin's the guy over here that did all this for me. Don't you want to talk to him? And they're like, no, Tony, you're the guy on TV, you know. So it's like <laughs> I was building all of their businesses. And, and yeah, I mean, it was great because we were making money. But, you know, I built their brand so they could go off into the sunset and be getting all the deal flow. So one day I said, I need to build my own brand, become a key person of influence in the market. So I started by writing a book. I did started doing my own podcast, interviewing experts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's this whole system that I started down this path of creating my own branding for my own self. It, it involved creating a lot of content, by the way. You know, the, the world of social media is huge. So, um, you know, I've been, you know, from digital magazines to Facebook Live to social media. I mean, I've got a million plus followers now following me. And, and you know, in today's world, that's not even a lot when, when you look at some of these big celebrities that have millions and tens of millions of followers. But for a business executive with a good business following, it's, it's a pretty cool number. And so this is what is part of my future is making sure that I'm just not building everybody else's brand. I need to also look at me as an entrepreneur and how I can build my brand. That makes great sense. We're going to go to commercial break now. Uh, after the break, yeah, I'd like to find out, um, you know, about some of your top tips and ideas for people in terms of maybe, you know, obtaining um, new customers and, uh, you know, from your experience with Shark Tank and uh, all the investment that you're involved in, you know, how to create a, a brilliant pitch and market yourself well. So do join us again. We'll just be back again in just a couple of minutes. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Kevin Harrington. We're talking about putting a shark in your tank. And you know, before the break, Kevin was uh, sharing all sorts of ideas and thoughts around uh, you know, business and his experiences, and we learned about um, his kind of entrepreneurial background, where that came from. And, and Kevin, we talked about putting a shark in your tank. And, you know, one of the things I've certainly found very helpful from uh, working with mentors, um, and certainly you, know, you're, you would be an absolutely amazing person to, to have support you, is um, if you're going to grow a business, you've got to obtain um, great customers. And I just wonder if you've got what your thoughts are around you know, building your business and uh, and attracting lots of new customers into that business. So uh, th- there's a lot of ways to look at that. And I'll, I'll say this, and this is, you know, we, we talked earlier about, you know, following the trends and what's happening out in the marketplace. Uh, one of the challenges that I ran into is in this ad scene and TV industry, when you think about it, we're, we were spending literally, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year on media. And I think at our peak, we were spending over $100 million a year, $2 million a week on television media, which is mass market media. But if you have a product, and, and let's, let's, let's say a golf product, you can't just run golf on all the national media markets because it appeals to wealthier men by, uh, you know, by, by a large percentage. So, you know, on a Wednesday uh, morning at 11 o'clock, you don't have golf, the golfers that are open to a golf product watching television, but, we, you know, that's part of the times we were running. So, so we, and, and as these times continued to be very expensive, we had to find other ways to reach our customers. And now I will say this. The world of digital marketing has become a godsend for many companies because, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Google, you can actually pinpoint the targets and the demographics that you're looking for. And so there's been there's a lot of learning curves in, in this world also, but we've been able to, you know, zero in on, you know, and we call it creating funnels for the different markets that we're looking for. So we can and we can have a product 
that might have, you know, and by the way, there are certainly women golfers also, and so, you know, yes, you can still go after them too, but the bottom line is, you know, Facebook, for example, has 1,800 um, demographic uh, points that you can choose from in terms of, of, of the, the, the income levels, the, the part of the world, uh, the, the kinds of uh, 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 kind of uh, free time activities people like, et cetera, et cetera. So you can actually go after people that are, that are going to be more likely to be interested in golf products uh, and maybe even have opted into some golf things already somewhere else. So the bottom line is we, we, this, this, the shift to digital has been, in the last three years, very significant for us and given us a chance to do a, a, much, uh, a much higher targeted advertisement towards that marketplace and, and getting new customers. It's been a godsend for us in many cases. So has that taken, taken because of, that, that's taken the priority focus now away from TV? You mentioned you're, you're spending 10% of your time, um, you know, focusing in that uh, area, where, which is really your, you know, heartland for a start. Um, but the world's changed now and it's more digitally focused. Yes. I mean, even many of the advertisers, um, there's big announcements that have come out that they're, they're more, you know, they're shifting towards, uh, towards this pay on performance kind of a basis. In fact, there's a little bit of a shakeup going on in the world of advertising and some of the big agencies. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to some of this, but you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a shakeup happening in, in the world of, 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 of the agency marketplace on a, on a global basis because there's more of a performance-based uh, attitude with many of the, uh, of, the agent, of the agencies as well as the, the clients that they serve. And so um, it isn't anymore just about, oh, we're paying by the click. Well, yeah, there's a lot of fraud there, and how do you know? But how about we pay by the sale? <laughs> or you know, yeah. Yeah, obviously there's you know there's 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 different ways that you have to do it. But but the beauty of what I'm talking about is that I have been a B to C guy for for 35 years, business to consumer. I'm the business. I sell direct to the consumer. This is sort of the trend that we're seeing out on the marketplace right now. I mean. Calvin Klein, many years, um, only uh, licensed their products and sold at, on a wholesale level. So, you know, Calvin Klein would do deals, and they were, you know, they would sell it into department stores, who then turned around and sold direct to the consumer. Recently, they did their own deal direct to the consumer on Amazon. And this is, was a historic deal that, that the world took a little bit of a, a look at this and said, wait a minute, you, you know, here's a company that is, you know, is a huge company selling Calvin Klein underwear, for example, and they are now going direct to the consumer on Amazon. It's, you know, so everybody that's in wow. any industry out there should start paying attention to some of these things that are happening out on the marketplace. It's really, really shaking it up, that, isn't it? I, I used to actually buy the marketing for uh, some big FMCG firms a number of years ago before I got into what I'm doing. So I can appreciate what you're saying and you know, how the market has shifted. And, you know, we used to give very large budgets to ad agencies to uh, to represent on a half and huge amounts of money to, to media. Um, but it wasn't um, that tangible, um, whereas uh, you, you really needed to be. 
Exactly. No, you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head for sure. So, so you've been involved in you know huge amounts of uh, of kind of pitches where you know people have been uh, on on um, Shark Tank have been coming to you with ideas about how to you know that, to get you to invest in their businesses. And I wonder if you've got one or two tips that you could give to people who are maybe you know going through that process and uh, wanting to pitch their ideas, whether it's to to um, find investors or whether it's to uh, win new businesses like the pitches I used to be involved with the, the big FMCGs when we had agencies coming in to, to pitch for work? Yeah, so I, I have a, a couple of tips. I think there's, you know, I, I have a kind of a, a couple steps um, that maybe I can make it easy for anyone listening right now. Um, I'll share a little formula. Um, and and um, it, 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 there was a big advertising executive, I'll think of his name in a second, that, that, that I was you know, tuning into for years, and he, and he said, you, you know, there's, you've got to, you've got to learn how to, te- you know, get their attention up front. So tease, and then please by getting, you know, showing um, the, the 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 solutions to certain problems, and then seize. So uh, this is this is called uh, a tease, please seize formula, where you tease the investor with something that gets his attention and there's some kind of a problem. So let's, 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 if we're, if we're focused right now on discussing, um, entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurs pitching to an investor, you, you, you know, if you don't get their attention, they're not listening, but generally they want to see some kind of a problem that's not being solved in the marketplace, right? So tease them with a problem. Then you're going to please them by showing solutions to the problem in a unique fashion. And you needed to support it then with documentation, maybe some testimonials, some proof, whatever it might be, right? Maybe some clinical studies. And then you seize that investor with some kind of an irresistible offer on why they need to act now and get involved with your investment. Because you understand this, investors are looking at lots of deals on a regular basis. How can you incentivize them to move on your deal right now? need an irresistible offer or it's just going to be, okay, thanks for the pitch. I'll get back to you when I get some time. No, you need to create that irresistible offer. So, so the bottom line is in when you tease with an attention-getting problem, you seize by solving that problem in a unique fashion with documentation and testimonials and seize with an irresistible offer, you've got a good chance at getting an investor interested and maybe coming on board. So uh, that can, that that kind of three-step process can work for selling a product, for getting an investor, for building a website, all different kinds of, of ways that you need to be on top of, of, of how to get, you know, basically it's a selling process. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's a really helpful formula because it's, it's very, very simple. Uh, but if I think back to, you know, those those um, shows and the you know the, the Shark Tank and and the say in the UK we w- tend to watch um, is Dragons Den. Um, you know you see errors in those three aspects, particularly around pleasing around the data. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, it, you know, I love watching. You know, I, I did a 175 segments on Shark Tank, and and funny thing is here in the US. There's, there's the, the original show runs on ABC, and then all the reruns run two hours a day, every single day on, on a wow. cable network called CNBC. So all my old shows are running on, on 
in, in syndication now and, and all over not only the U.S., but around the world. So, so I love to watch uh, some of the old shows, and, um, and, 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 and sometimes I'm like, yes, I, I remember that pitch and how we did the deal and what we did, but sometimes watching it after the fact, it gives you, it's, I can come in kind of almost like I mentioned earlier, a mentor is able to kind of stand above and give you advice. When you're in the heat of the moment taking the pitch, you're, you know, your mind is thinking one way. When you're looking at the show now that's completed and it's years after you shot it, you, you see things in a different way. So um, this has given me an ability as a kind of a, a coach and a mentor to entrepreneurs to, you know, to step, step back and give them advice on how to pitch, actually, because I've taken over the last 35 years over 50,000 pitches, right? So it sounds like a lot, but when you factor it over 35 years, it's a couple thousand a year, you know, you know that still sounds like a lot, but for, for somebody like me, there's some weeks I feel like I take a couple thousand pitches because I, <laughs> I, I'll do two or three events and there's 5,000 at this event, 2,000 at this event, and we literally go through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pitches at these events looking for the gems that stand out, sort of the needles in the haystack, so to speak. So, um, yeah, it, I, I love watching uh, people pitch, and, I, and, and, and certainly I've learned, you know, when, when you ask about the processes, I've, I've learned how to, how to give it a, uh, give it a, a whirl to, uh, to help people pitch in a better fashion. And I notice you're now, uh, you know, kind of accepting pitches um, online, and that seems to be a, a trend that you're mo- moving to. How do people uh, who are maybe pitching to you online when you're not there physically present, um, is it exactly the same formula, or do you have to behave slightly differently? Well, it's, it's even more important to get their attention on the front end. You've got to remember, so, I mean, the funny thing is, you, let, let, let's take you're going on Dragon's Den or Shark Tank and you're, you're walking in and the cameras are rolling and you've got five dragons sitting there, five sharks, and, you, and you, you start talking. You're assuming they're listening, right? Well, guess what? Every uh, shark or dragon, they, they're, maybe they just got off a break and they're thinking about that last phone call that they made on that deal that they're, that board that they're on that's having some problems and they're, how are they going to deal with it? And if you don't come in and hit them right up front in six seconds, grab their attention with something that's very attention getting, they're not even listening. And I'll find myself dozing off during pitches and come back in and think, wait a minute, what did I miss? What did, what did he say? Because he wasn't, he or she wasn't powerful enough to command, you know, listening to them. So now think about the internet. You know, uh, they say that the average person today on the Internet has the attention span less than a goldfish, which is eight seconds. So you've got eight seconds to get their attention so they're focused on listening. Otherwise, they're off to the next thing. And this is why even sending out a business plan, uh, you know, in an email. I, the, the other day I opened my email and there was a 48-page business plan that a guy sent me and wanted me to read. And I'm like, look, where's the one-page you know, executive summary or something up front that teases me to get me to want to read the rest of the 47 or 48 pages. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's an art to doing this and certainly doing it on the internet. It's very important that you have some of that art in mind as you're, as you're making those pitches, because if, 
you know, I, I, we, I'm involved in a company called Pitch Investors Live, and we're actually taking pitches live over the Internet. We've got many investors lined up ready to take these pitches. And if I decide, okay, I'm going to take 10 pitches this afternoon and allocate an hour or so to do it, you know, I, you know, it's 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 like you know the the dating services now. You know, what, I, I I and I'm married, so I don't even go on there. But but I understand that you know you you you've, how do you get the attention? You you know you, you've got to make sure that you've got something on the front end that's going to get you to want to focus on the rest of what they have to talk about. Do, do you have an example of one that's absolutely going to hit you between the eyes that uh, just really uh, in those six seconds got you and. Uh, and also, you know, pleased and seized. So, I mean, in in in, I have a a product that I'm selling uh, that is a um, it, it's a it's a hair growing uh, device that has been FDA cleared to, um, to and, and clinically proven to grow hair, right? And we've spent millions of dollars getting the studies done. And it's a helmet that you wear. It's laser and infrared technology. Okay. So, so what, if I were going to make that pitch and, and I actually crafted this pitch to get on Shark Tank for our, for our partners and we got, a, you know, a, the approval to, to go. And so the, uh, immediately on the front end, I showed somebody that's, that's balding and then a picture of them with a full head of hair. And I did that once, twice, three times, four times is, you know, this here is an, how would you like to go from this to this, from this to this, from this to this, and introducing the first FDA cleared clinically proven product for men and for women that is guaranteed to grow hair instantly, you know, boom, 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 boom. Okay. Now I say instantly, not like overnight, but over a six month period. So um, anyway, that is how I would, you know, you know, I would, the magical transformation is a very powerful way of selling. So if I'm selling weight loss, if I'm selling cleaning, if I'm selling hair growth, I want to see before, after, before, after, you know, overweight to skinny, you know, or, or whatever, you know, this, this is, this is the power of where I come from in my world. I come from a very visual world of using Magical transformations before and afters. This is part of the please step after you also get their attention. So, you know, it's, it's actually part of the attention getting part, but then it becomes the please part because you then document that you've got these clinical studies, et cetera, et, et cetera. So, um, uh, and that product, by the way, is doing tens of millions of dollars a year, a very powerful, successful product. Wonderful. We've just got about sort of three minutes left. To, I know you need to, to leave us uh, today, uh, Kevin. Um, I just wondered um, if you, you know, quickly had any kind of perception on the, you know, the people that you think, um, you know, have got the best sort of mindset qualities when it comes to, um, you know, you investing in or, you know, and, and you can see going on and leading, you know, a business to great success. What qualities are you looking for? Oh, so uh, number one, I look for somebody that's very passionate, um, that loves what they're doing. And, you know, I, I remember a couple pitches from Shark Tank where the people came out and they just was kind of like ho-hum and just, you know, this is what I've got and this is what I'm doing and, and you know, I, I need some capital, right? Well, guess what? I didn't do those deals. You know, I want someone that's got, you know, a burning desire to succeed 
and passionate about their business that is, is there to make a difference. And so um, I, I also look for somebody that is, is willing to, that I believe is willing to take some advice because I'll, I'll be honest, I've seen too many, like I, I call them pig-headed entrepreneurs, okay? I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. another way to say it, but they're just so stuck in their ways and it's their way or the highway. And, you know, like, look, I need the money and this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, in, in discussions with some of these entrepreneurs, they're, they're not interested in hearing about other opportunities or testing other ways. And so that is a, is a good sign for me not to make a move because I, I, I want to be involved. If I'm going to invest, I don't care if it's 100000 500000 a million dollars, whatever the number is, I want to have some input. I want to, I want to be involved in that process. So, um, of building that business. So I, I look for people that are willing to take some, some input, but, you know, it, it also doesn't hurt if I'm dealing with somebody that's, that's already been successful somewhere. I, so um, some investors don't like to take a shot at an investor that's never, you know, had a big success because sometimes they can get to their heads and they, they, they don't know how to handle it. So, uh, you know, if I've seen an entrepreneur that built another business had an exit, and, and his investors were happy, and everybody came out good, that, that's a very positive thing because, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of problems when there's a lot of money being made and people get greedy and all kinds of issues. So I just I look for somebody that's passionate, that's got a vision, that's willing to listen, and is willing to share, and, and is also um, willing to, you know, make sure that they've got the right people involved. Fantastic. Uh, Kevin, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you today and I could keep on talking to you for, for hours. And, but I wonder if you've got a final message that you'd like to leave us with um, before you, you depart. And then after, after the break, we'll come back and we'll, we'll have a little, uh, have a little sort of thoughts about some of the key points that we've taken from this interview today and one or two yeah. real gems that I've learned from uh, my, some of my interviews over the last couple of months. But, Kevin, do you have a final sure. message, that, you know, an important message that you'd like to leave people with that they can really take away from the conversation today and from your you know, life and career that can help them to, you know, be more successful. Sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm running through the airport and someone will grab me. Hey, are you that guy from Shark Tank? Yeah, yes. Hey, what are you doing? You're an entrepreneur. I'll say to them and yes. And, and, and I, hey, I'm on my way to a flight. I got to run. If you could just one thing, give me one piece of advice they ask. Okay. So this happens to me all the time. In fact, I was on a plane the other day. It was the pilot asking me for, for something on the way off the plane, right? Say, so, hey, I've been watching that Shark Tank show. Let's, uh, let's go. I got something to talk to you about. So I get stopped in many places. And this, this is the thing, though. And generally, it's, you know, a, a young entrepreneur will come by and, and ask for that one piece of advice. And it's always tough because, you know, I've got many more than one piece, piece of advice along the way. But if I could just give one piece of advice, it would be to assemble the dream team around yourself as you're building your business. Because it, I mentioned earlier that I look for entrepreneurs that are willing to take advice. And so it, it oftentimes, if, if you have a dream team, if you've got a good finance person, operations person, marketing person, digital marketing person, you can have ups and downs in your business, but now your team can, can kind of figure out a way to, uh, you know, to, to, 
to, to go through the storm, so to speak, right? So, um, so this is, the, I think, one of the most powerful things is that if you're doing it alone, you may never have experienced some of the ups and the downs, some of the problems that you might run into, and you don't know what to do. But if, you, if you've got that dream team, and especially some really good finance people and some really good digital people in today's world, you surround yourself with some experts, you have a way of moving through the difficult times, through the minefield, and, and, and building that business successfully. And that impresses me. I look for an entrepreneur that's built a team of advisors and a team of mentors, some coaches, et cetera, and get creative in how you do that. And I'm not saying just go out and pay a bunch of money to all these people. There's ways to get these people in for no money, even if you know how to do it the right way. So that's a whole other session we can do another time, Chris, but how to get advisors to join your team without having to give them upfront cash. Okay, so because um, I've done that for many years also. But I think bottom line is this. If you're an entrepreneur, go get a dream team. Surround yourself with experts. Take their advice. Go build a business and have a lot of success. Uh, Kevin, that's absolutely wonderful advice. And I'd love to take you up on the opportunity to talk to you about that again in, in more detail. Absolutely love talking with you today. Loads of takeouts and ideas. Um, I judge a good show by how many notes I wrote, write, and I've written a lot from today. So uh, thank you very much. I think T's, please, and C's is absolutely uh, brilliant. Um, I wish you well, Kevin. Um, if you want to find out more about Kevin, Harrington, do go to his great website. It's uh, kevinharrington.tv. That's kevinharrington.tv. And I hope you've enjoyed being on the show today, Kevin. Super. Hey, great to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. And maybe we'll, we'll, we'll meet again here soon on another one. I do hope so. Um, all, all the very best. So we're going to take a, just a couple of minutes break now. And after the break, I'll come back and just share you know, a few um, thoughts from um, other shows over the last couple of months and some of the amazing guests we've got. And just share a few key observations that I've taken away that have impacted me and some of the listeners who've contacted me. So we'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm back again after, well, I think a remarkable interview with Kevin. Uh, really you know, fascinating for me, uh, and I hope for you as well, to you know, learn a little bit about how um, you know, somebody as successful as Kevin uh, you know, thinks about business and some of the principles around entrepreneurship. Uh, and, you know, I think some of the things that I really took away from that was, you know, how do we uh, really identify opportunity? And, you know, I think sometimes we can be stuck in the marketplace that we, we maybe traditionally have been involved in. And, you know, Kevin really and investors like Kevin are looking at all sorts of different marketplaces and are looking for opportunity, really. And, you know, things change like uh, TV, uh, not so much uh, is more people listening to TV or watching the TV in different ways now through sort of YouTube, but also um, accessing information digitally than they were maybe via the, the uh, traditional TV means. So you have to really be fleet of foot and uh, operate differently. I think I also really found that very helpful that that you know the concept, very simple methodology around how we can you know sell more effectively, whether you're you know, running a, a pitch to try and run a piece of work, win a piece of work with a client, or whether you're, you know, trying to pitch, uh, you know, business yourself. You know, he was talking there about the, the dragons or the sharks, depending upon which show you, you watch, um, how, you know, they may be thinking about different things. They're thinking about what's happened, you know, with, uh, in their lives with their, their wives and their kids or the last call or, or something difficult they've got to deal with. So you've got to really kind of tease and, you know, up front, uh, get people excited with a maybe you know before and after scenario. How you know how you can you know transform uh, a need or an issue that they've got, and then really please with you know the evidence through you know statistics and information and documentation, and then really seize them at the end with an, an offer that's really really irresistible. And I think if we remember tease, please, and seize, uh, then that's got to be really helpful as a methodology you know going forward and. It's got to be well worth uh, listening to this interview just for that. Uh, and um, I think the final point there, you know, assembling the dream team around you. Uh, again, you know, how do we attract people into our business, into our life that can that can help us? And you know, if people approach you in the right way, you know, often uh, you will you know, support if you think it's for a good cause or a good reason uh, without um, you know, even being remunerated if it really captures your imagination, if it's really uh, sort of seized you. Uh, so uh, worthwhile having a think. How can you uh, build that sort of dream team? So I've, I've really enjoyed um, talking with Kevin, and it, it sort of builds on. You know, I think uh, I've been running this show now for nearly seven years, and I have amazing um, you know, insights like from Kevin that come through doing this show. And when Kevin said to me that he had to um, shoot off a bit earlier today, I was thinking, well, what um, you know, what are some of the things that I've really also picked up from other recent shows? So, you know, the, the show uh, a few weeks ago with uh, Greg Phillip from Nevis and Jane Hansom um, from the, the Caribbean island of Nevis, you know, be, you know, be deliberately different uh, in the way that you, you think about things. You don't have to just follow the crowd. And I think I take that message across to the interview again with Kevin, you know, uh, be, be prepared to be different as an entrepreneur, be prepared to be 
uh, fleet of foot and and really look for market opportunity, which may not necessarily come from your your past sort of experiences. And on the Caribbean of I- island of Nevis, they have to be very deliberately different because they don't want to have tourists. They don't want to have cruise ships. They want tourists. They just don't want cruise ships, and they don't want to spoil um, that island. Um, I think uh, also a similar you know, interview um, with well, a similar interview where Jonathan Farr, who's also an investor from Rockstar recently. And one of the things that really hit me from that interview was that most people today are out there and they are, um, you know, one man bands or two man bands. They haven't assembled that dream team. And then when they want to retire, because they may be offering consultancy services or something like that, then you know, they've got nothing to fall back on because their business is not generating revenue afterwards. You know, someone like Kevin wouldn't um, put himself in that situation. And Sean Anderson a few weeks ago, well, last week, you know, talking about going the extra mile. Well, you know, we've heard from Kevin today that entrepreneurs have to go the extra mile. They have, they, you know, they are work. He's working 70 to 80 hour weeks, but he's doing work that he absolutely loves. And I think that's a key thing and a, a key message if you're pitching to people you've got to be you know passionate passionate and it's got to come across as though you you know you generally do authentically love what you do but um it is possible to you know create a life for yourself where you're doing that as as kevin has as well um we've um oh, had a brilliant interview this week um there's uh, a gentleman called david white and david w-h-y-t-e is coming on the show in a couple of weeks time but i pre-recorded uh, and uh, he's a poet, and amongst his uh, his fans are Steven Spielberg, who I know flies into his events with his wife to um, hear him speak. And we talked in that about you know life as being a journey. You know, we life you're always going through you know, the development with something, the growth with something, and then the decline of something, whether that's a you know a person in your life, a relationship. Um, I've unfortunately just found my dog is ill with cancer. He's in decline very sadly. The love family dog, but. Life is rarely in balance because we've got these uh, scenarios, you know, projects, jobs that we're involved in, uh, who are going through these um, these three different stages. So, you know, life isn't necessarily a balance. We've just got to uh, be aware that it's not always going to be a bed of roses and beware of those um, challenges. So next week, uh, we've got an amazing guy. We've got David Foxpit. Uh, David, I've stayed with up in Loch Tay in Scotland at his family home. Uh, he uh, does outdoor adventures, um, marathons and extreme events. He's raised 40 million pounds for charity. He's got a brilliant book called Positive Verosity. So I'm going to talk to him next week about that and some of his lessons from having been in this special um, forces and putting on these incredible events and raising huge amounts of money. And you want to listen to it because he's a really, really engaging guy. And uh, he's changed my thinking about one or two things uh, as well from uh, my stay. So uh, do come back. Do listen to that show next week. Uh, if I can be of any help, I'm getting in touch with Chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Um, I mentor lots of, um, of executives and uh, people who are developing and growing their businesses. And, and, and my business um, really helps people develop their leaders. It helps to um, develop teams. Uh, and, and obviously, we, I also speak at conferences, events around uh, my book, The Power to Get Things Done, whether you feel like it or not, or uh, Engagement Starts With You, uh, and one or two other sort of leadership topics. So if I can help in any way, get in touch at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Keep the information flowing on the show. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor to do this. And I'm delighted to say that we you know, have been the most listened to show over the last 12 months um, on the, the network. And also, we have the largest number of countries listening to this show, over 30 typically, uh, every week. So thank you for very much for being part of this. And I wish you all well. 
We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.